Welcome to this episode of FEA Today. My name is Matt Costella, Director of the Fundamental Evangelistic Association, headquartered at the Grace Bible Church in Fresno, California. Our hope and prayer is that this brief program will encourage you in the things of the Lord and direct your attention to God's Word as you seek to make sense of the world in which you find yourself today. During the past couple episodes of FEA Today, We've really been considering the postmodern church as manifested through what is often known as the emerging church movement. We've taken the time really to consider some of the characteristics of the postmodern church and the emerging church movement, and we have understood the foundation of this movement, how it differs from a traditional uh, propositional truth-based system of knowledge. And so today we're going to move ahead and consider some pros and some cons, as well as begin to think about and address what our response as Bible-believing Christians needs to be today. We've considered the fact that the postmodern church really in summarization is characterized by an intentional dissatisfaction with and disassociation from really the church as it is. It's characterized by the deconstruction of traditional theology and practice. That is, they seek a new and different way of viewing, approaching, and understanding things such as the Word of God, the church, uh, the very gospel, evangelism, eschatology, all of these things. It's characterized by an intense, what they call missional focus, an attempt to really live out the faith in in actions and deeds rather than simply believing the right things and an understanding that rather than viewing the church as something we just attend, it's something that we are in the world. And then finally, we consider that it's characterized by a fluid theology and a fluid view of certainty rather than a fixed understanding of theology and embracing certainty. Uh, one individual has accurately summed it up this way. The emerging church movement and our, our postmodern uh, situation in which we find ourselves is characterized by experience over reason, images over words, spirituality over doctrine, subjective feelings over absolute truth, and earthly justice over salvation. There are some real dangers, of course, in this movement and in this, uh, what we could say, a new approach to Christianity is one of the real dangers and negative aspects is pride in uncertainty. Now, of course, yes, we need to be humble as believers today, but we must not take pride in uncertainty and claiming that we just can't really know the truth or we can't know God's will for us and embrace a fluid view of theology and certainty. In his book, A Generous Orthodoxy, Brian McLaren calls for a generous orthodoxy, which he says, quote, disagrees with both evangelicalism and liberalism regarding the view of certainty and knowledge which liberals and evangelicals hold in common. So this is very important, and yet it's a real danger, this pride actually in uncertainty. Oftentimes they clothe this in the view of humility, that we're so humble that we just don't claim that we are certain or know or have answers. And that is a very negative aspect of this movement. The second negative aspect, really a key danger is their involvement in rethinking key biblical doctrines. Uh, 
And let me add, not just rethinking, but really a need or a desire to revise key biblical doctrines. Of course, I mentioned in our last episode that they are engaged in doing this with the gospel, but also in the view of the church, who the church is, what the church is today. In one book titled The Language of the Emerging Church, uh, this quote is contained, quote, what the church needs most is not more pastors or more worship leaders, but more missionaries, post-colonial missionaries with a kingdom vista, not an empire visa. In fact, in post-Christendom culture, there are no more pastors, only missionaries. In the words of one missiologist calling for a new missional theology for the church, this is a time for a dramatically new vision. The current predicament of churches in North America requires more than a mere tinkering with long-assumed notions about the identity and mission of the church, end of quote. Well, while this might sound good to a degree, we know that God has not changed his word, nor has he changed his will with regard to the structure and leadership of the local church. And of course, another negative aspect and key danger of this new postmodern approach to Christianity and the emerging church movement is a real consistent misinterpretation of scripture with a real focus on the kingdom. Um, Rob Bell, in a video that he made entitled Everything is Spiritual, said, quote, what you and I are looking for is not somewhere else, but is right here, the kingdom of God. That is what Jesus came and lived and died and rose for, the reality, way of God. It's here now, among us, upon us. Jesus never taught that it's somewhere else. Birds, flowers, our conversation, you will find God there. An integrated, holistic spirituality. It's right here. The issue is whether our eyes are open to see it. End of quote. That is a complete misunderstanding and interpretation, of course, of the kingdom of God and the kingdom that Jesus came to offer uh, to the nation of Israel, which is a literal kingdom with literal promises. But this is what this postmodern church and the emerging church movement often does, is really misinterpret the word of God in relation to these things. And that leads us to the final negative aspect or key danger, which is really a shift of focus. And we see it in the quote of by Rob Bell. It's a focus from the spiritual, from the internal, from the heart to the material. It's a focus to the here and now at the expense of the eternal. According to this new program, really the mission of the church is to make this world a better place. And this, of course, is accomplished through social action and social justice and really the propagation of a social gospel. That said, there are some positive aspects that we can glean or understand from what these individuals are trying to do. If we're to be honest with ourselves and if we're to be honest with the state of the church and the world today and and really with the emergence of this postmodern Christianity, we have to admit some positive aspects do exist. First, the leaders of this postmodern approach are acutely aware of the problem of the church as it is and has been. Hypocrisy, proof texting, 
misunderstanding and misinterpreting scripture, legalism, personal bias and prejudice. All these things have marked the professing church for decades. I think our own fundamental and evangelical churches have even been gravely guilty at times of teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And in so doing, as the Bible says, making the word of God of none effect through our own traditions. Many out there are aware of this problem and are seeking to demonstrate an authentic Christianity that is void of hypocrisy and legalism and personal prejudice. We just believe they are uh, taking this to an unbiblical solution, but this really is a problem. And, and we can say from a positive aspect that they are seeing a lot of the problems in the church and want to do something about it. Uh, secondly, I think it is clear that many who are propagating a postmodern kind of emergent Christianity really have a genuine desire to have what they claim or call a redemptive role in society. And what I mean by that is they truly desire to be of help to unbelievers. We are not questioning their motives or their desires to be, if you will, agents of change in the world or in the church. Uh, the problem is most often their solutions are misplaced and they are emphasizing the social needs of man to a greater degree than his true spiritual needs. But, but my point is this, often a true desire to help others is clearly evident in many of these individuals. And, and finally, another positive aspect that I, I do see in the movement is many who adhere to a postmodern or emergent version of Christianity don't shun or, or shut out unbelievers simply because they don't think and act the same way Christians think and act. They often realize better than, than we do in many of our fundamental churches that an unbeliever will think and behave like an unbeliever. Uh, they, they look for opportunities to interact with and befriend those who need Jesus Christ. Again, the problem is their solutions and their answers are not consistent with the word of God. Yet, despite some positive aspects, many who are guilty of postmodernizing the faith have generally seen the problem with the contemporary church and world and overreacted. I mean, it could be argued that in many respects, it's thrown out the baby with the bathwater. Yes, problems do exist in the world and the church, but by erecting and formulating an entirely new form and foundation of thought and authority regarding the very essential elements of the Christian faith, these modern churches and these modern church movements are delivering a profoundly negative, unbiblical, and even unchristian understanding of vital Bible doctrines and practices. Deconstruction of theology and doctrine has sometimes led to a new understanding of the Bible, which has led to a new definition of the gospel, which has led to a new focus of the purpose and mission of the church, which often entails a whole new system of eschatology, which in the very end has led to a new picture of God. I'm afraid that really the postmodern church as a whole is guilty of reviving neo-Orthodox existentialism in the church. And the result of this is that we've created a new God in our own image. 
So what should be our response to this now as Bible-believing Christians who are aware of the problems with the church and the world today and even this postmodern emergent response? What should our response be to the rise and the influence of postmodern influences that have enveloped the professing church? How can we keep God and his word front and center? And that's what we're going to take the time to consider in the next episode of FEA Today. Uh, we want to take the time to look into to, to Scripture. We want to look at the time to see what the Bible has to say. But let me just close this episode with this. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4 tell us, The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. This really is a foundational verse, two verses for us to understand. The Bible tells us that as time progresses, individuals within the professing church and without will not endure the truth. Again, sound that is healthy, true doctrine. And instead, they're going to surround themselves with people who tell them what they want to hear. People that want to tell them things like, we can't really be certain of the truth. We can't really know the truth. Really, the kingdom of God is right now. It's not something far off or something in the future. And our responsibility now is just to make this world a better place. Those things sound very appealing to the ears, sound very appealing to the flesh. But here's the way God defines that from verse four. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables, that which is not true, even though it might sound good according to the flesh. Well, like I said, next week, next time, Lord willing, uh, we'll begin to look at what our response should be as Bible-believing Christians to this situation in which we find ourselves, a church today that has been enveloped by postmodern thought and this emergent movement. But until then, I pray that the Lord will continue to bless you. And I thank you so much for tuning in today.